Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. We're going to continue today on our series that we've been in, which is called Pursuit or Seeking God. And this is our third week in this series. And today I've titled this Obedient Pursuit. Say that with me. Obedient Pursuit. Obedience. What's the first thing that pops into your head when you think of that word? Maybe, like me, I was the oldest in my family and I was the disobedient one. I was always getting caught for everything and getting the belt, consequently. I can't tell you how many times I got the belt for my disobedience. But that's what I think of when I, when I hear that word, but thank God, God and His word has taught me a different version of what that word means, amen? Um, there's a simple and basic fact that when you and I were, were growing up as kids, that it would go well with you if you were obedient with your parents. How many, just, just admit, you were that disobedient child. You don't have to raise your hand, but all of you know who you were. And if you have any siblings here, like I know my brother, he, he was pretty obedient. And uh, he didn't get caught. That was the thing uh, until later in life. Then he, then he started getting caught at some things. But how, how different would it have been if you were just obedient, which is what your parents wanted, and which is ultimately what, what our Heavenly Father desires for each of us, is our obedience. Now, having said that, I know this to be the case as well. Each of you, no matter how obedient you attempt to be, how obedient you think you are, you will fail. How many know that? You will fail. And maybe that was you this week. Maybe that was you last week. But each of us will fail because we're not perfect. We're not robots. We are human beings, and we pick ourselves up. And one of the beautiful things I was mentioning in our Zoom Bible study this past Wednesday was that even King David, who the Bible says only this about that man, he was a man after God's what? Heart. The Bible, the Word of God, does not say that about anybody else. And here this man not only committed adultery, but had that woman's husband killed, but he goes on to be used by God and, and is known as a man after God's own heart. That guy. So what does that tell me? That God can use you and I. Amen? How many believe that God can use you? Amen? God has a plan and a purpose for you, and he can use each of you. And we, we covered in that stu study Psalm chapter 51, which is David's great prayer of repentance. Let me just tell you, and this has nothing to do with, with my topic, but... If you catch yourself in a place where you have failed God, where you have fallen short, you want to just pray that Psalm 51. I've prayed it. Believe me, I've prayed that. When I fail, when I fall short, I get on my knees and I pray Psalm 51. And I, I would encourage each of you to do that as well. But getting back to obedient pursuit, some of us have had to learn the hard way on what obedience is. And I'm not just talking about my brother, but I can pick on him here because he's here today. Your mistakes along the way teach you long, hard-earned lessons, amen? And, and the hope is, as parents, and in our Heavenly Father's hope is that we learn and grow from our mistakes, amen? How many are still paying for some of those mistakes? I think we all are in some way or another. And again, I've titled this 
message, Obedient Pursuit. I'm not going to take a long time in this, but uh, there's some things in your life that are worth pursuing. How many would agree with me on that? There's some things in life that are worth pursuing, and your relationship with your Heavenly Father should be at the top of that list. I want uh, to share what uh, A.W. Tozer, a great theologian who's long past, he said the following, Complacency is a deadly foe of all spiritual growth. And I say that because all of us can at some time or another grow complacent, get comfortable. Oh, I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. And, and complacency leads to laziness. Laziness leads to lack of growth. And that is not God's plan for any of us here today. Last week when I was teaching on continual pursuit, I said the following, that, that continual pursuit is the conscious fixing or focusing of our mind's attention and our heart's affection on God. It means all of you becoming in tune with God. How many believe that God wants all of our heart? I think the scripture's clear on that. It doesn't say he wants 50% of your heart. He wants all of your heart. And I believe that continually seeking God means that we're learning to give him our full attention. One of the things I've learned as a, as a husband of 28 years to my beautiful wife, Anna, is that I can't just be watching my 49ers on the TV and trying to listen to her voice at the same time. I have to redirect, turn from the TV, and go, hi, dear, yes, dear, and while we engage in conversation and try to be real with her. How many, how many men know what I'm talking about? The struggle's real, amen? Because I can't ignore her. I have to give her my full and undivided attention, and the Lord is no different. And we talked about last week and the week before how we have so many distractions in our world. Our cell phones blowing up, our emails, text messages, the TV. The minute you turn on TV and you just start flipping through, oh, I want to watch that. No, I want to watch this. No, this one's better. Everything is a distraction to you, especially when you're wanting to pursue and seek God at home, when you want to set aside some time for prayer, that's when all those things start happening. See, the devil knows how to stop your prayer. The devil knows. The enemy knows how to do that. But again, the goal here during this pursuit series is that we would all learn to pursue God, to wake up every day to eagerly to dig into his word, and to be filled spiritually to the rim. How many would like that? To just walk out of your house every day and just be filled spiritually as much as possible. To face the day, your job, whatever life may throw at you. Because I'll tell you this, if you're not, it's going to go sideways at some point in your day. Your anger is going to blow up. Your, your temper. Something will, will cause you to just blow up and realize, man, I didn't start off my day the right way. I didn't focus on God like I should have and like I knew how to. So the end result is it's, it's time today to pursue him like never before, to seek him. I, I say this over and over again. COVID was a terrible time, not only for our world, our country, this, this country with the many people that we saw pass away. Many of you knew those. I had friends that passed away from COVID, but it 
also distracted people spiritually. It stopped, stopped them in their tracks from attending church, and then they got comfortable to watching it on their couch, on their sofa, and then eventually you don't see them in any church now. And that worries me because I don't know if they're growing, if they're plugged in or connected to another family, which is great. Growth only occurs when you're plugged in to a spiritual family. Can I tell you that right now? You're not going to grow out there as a lone ranger. It's just not going to happen. And we need each other because when I have you, I'm stronger with you. Amen? And I need you just like we need each other. Obedient pursuit. I have a little video that I want to share. I want to play up on the screen right now, but uh, we're going to read the, the sermon, uh, the, the scriptures regarding this actual video. But it's talking about obedience. I want you to watch this and check out Peter, how he was obedient to the Lord Jesus. Let's go ahead and play this. Simon, it's him. Excuse me. Simon, that's him. No time for this, Andrew. It's him. Simon, it's the man. John said he's here. Right now. May I ask a favor? I'm teaching these people, and apparently they're having trouble hearing me. If I could stand on your boat, that would be helpful. They're having trouble hearing you, huh? Yes, yes, of course. Please, please, stand on our boat. Thank you. I need to go. I'm sorry. No time for this today. Stay a few moments longer. I have something for you. For me? Uh, I'm in a hurry. Yes, I know. Just allow me a few moments. I'm Jesus. Thanks for this. Simon. In my last moments with you, I want to share another story. Because I'm on this boat, my final parable should be about fishing, yes? Simon, please send me that net. This net gathers fish, all kinds of fish, yes? Yes. All kinds of fish. And the kingdom of heaven is like what happens next. After the net is full, Simon and the others draw it to the shore, sit down, and sort out the fish. The good fish go into the barrels, and the bad fish thrown away. So it will be at the end of the age. Angels will come and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into a fiery furnace. Do you understand? These parables I tell make sense to some, not to others. Be patient. That is all for today. I have some business to attend to with my new friend. Put that down for a catch. A little farther out. Uh, I don't have a quarrel with you, teacher. But we've been doing this all night. Nothing. 
That's your word. I just wanted to play that little piece right there. That simple act of obedience, amen? That's what God is looking for each of you to do. It's a simple act of obedience. I want to read that sermon, uh, the text for today, which is found in Luke chapter 5. I have it on your outline. If you didn't get an outline, just raise your hand. One will be given to you. But let's take a look, Luke chapter 5. A look at Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. And let's read this. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, which is the Sea of Galilee, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked them to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. And when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. And when Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore and left everything and followed him. That is such a dramatic conversion of experience for Peter. See, Peter wasn't a follower of Jesus up until that time. He had heard about him. As we, we saw in that video, he knew of him, but he didn't know him. And so when Jesus came, he came to do a miracle. You see, he's coming to do a miracle in your life, to reestablish this connection between you and him. And Simon Peter, I believe this with everything in my heart. It doesn't say this in the scripture, but I believe, just like some of you here today, there's a desire in your heart to know him. There's a desire in your heart to seek him. And I believe he had that desire because how many know what I'm talking about? We all have seasons. 
And there's a season where God makes himself real to you. And he was doing that with Peter, and that was his opportunity to make himself real to Peter. And Peter dropped everything, all of his trade. He dropped it like a bad habit and said, I'll follow you, Lord, and began following him from that day forward. See, Jesus made a simple request. He actually made two. Push the boat out so I can speak to the people. And then push the boat out a little farther into deep waters so we can catch some fish. Two simple requests. Amen. Which leads to three points I want to talk to you about today. The first one is obedient pursuit in the small. Everybody say that with me. Obedient pursuit in the small. You see, Jesus asked, and Jesus is still asking today. He's still asking each of you today. And it was all hinging on how Peter would respond. See, Peter had, had a choice back then. And you and I have a choice today. And Peter, because he said yes, it changed his life and the lives of those around him forever. Everybody say forever. 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 I remember 1984. It was March. You've heard me share this story. I had an uncle come knocking on my door. I was not living for Christ. Shows up with a Bible in one hand, wearing a three-piece suit, and I'm going, look at you. And this is the same guy that we used to do drugs together. He was my best man at, and, and at my first wedding and, and all this stuff. And I'm looking at him. I, I was confused, didn't know him, what he was doing. And I, but I said, I've got to check this out. And it was at that time that I was asking God myself, Lord, I need to see you be real in my life. I need to see something in my life because my life was spiraling. And he sent somebody to me. And because of that, because I said yes and I let my uncle in and he began to talk to me about the gospel and, and then I soon started going to church and I got saved and then I started witnessing to my mom and dad. They got saved. My sisters got saved. My brother got saved. I mean, life was changed forever because of simple obedience. On the flip side, that may be your story as well, but on the flip side, what would have happened if you hadn't said yes? What would have happened if you had said, no, not, Lord, not today, Lord, how about another time? Like I had said many times before, I don't want to hear it. I, I, I remember telling this one guy, often he would witness to me when I was 20. And I would tell him, finally I just got fed up with him. And I cussed him out and said, I want to hear your business. And he never bothered me again. And we had him at church. And you all got a chance to meet him a few years ago. But obedient pursuit in the small, the smallest obedient Things that you and I do have tremendous effect, have tremendous effect. You, you may not realize the smallest little thing that you're saying yes to, to God, has tremendous effect down the line. This paved the way for Peter's life to be changed, amen? Peter was a seasoned fisherman. How many have ever been on a fishing boat, a charter boat? And seen a fishing captain, a grizzled old veteran, you know. Their skin is as rough as old rawhide leather. I mean, they don't take BS from anybody, right? They, they, they are tough. They are tough people. 
And here Jesus was coming up to the captain of a boat. Peter was a similar type of person. I'm sure he was honorary. The Bible says he, he could cuss with the best of them because he did later. We all found out later. Um, but when he denied Jesus. And here he was asking this captain of his boat, can I get on your boat? Could you push it out? And all, he could have said no, but he didn't. He said yes. He said yes to Jesus. And his life was transformed forevermore. A simple act of obedience. Peter may have been tempted to say no, just like all of us here. We're tempted to say no, and we know inside the answer is yes. Jesus is looking for your obedience today. Peter had worked the entire night, but had resumed or returned empty-handed. How many have ever worked all night long? It's like some of you that are nurses here that work a 12-hour, a 16-hour shift, and then you're about ready to leave, and then someone tells you, you need to get back out there. You, that's not news you want to hear. You want to go home, you're tired, you want to clean up, and so forth. Peter was in the same place. He wanted to go home, clean his boat, and get going home. But the simple act of obedience changed his life forever. This was an opportunity for Peter to say yes or no, but, and Peter, as the story goes, was obedient. He said, Master, I've worked hard all night, haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let my nets down. How many here today are willing to say, because your word said, Lord, because your word said to me today, because your presence is telling me this, will say yes to the Lord, amen? That's what he wants from you and I. See, if Peter had said anything other than yes, he would have missed out on the greatest experience in his life. It would have changed his forever, forever, the trajectory of his future forever. But, but because he was obedient, the Lord had arranged a miracle to happen so that Peter would instantly see the hand of God in his life. Often God's greatest blessings come because of our willingness to do something that appears very insignificant. It's in the smallest things that sometimes we'll see God's greatest miracles occur in our life because of a simple act of obedience. Question, as, as you pursue God today, this afternoon, as you seek Him, has God been challenging you to do something seemingly unimportant that you haven't done? Have you responded by saying, nah, God, it's too difficult, or I'll do it mañana, do it tomorrow, do it another time? God wants your simple obedience today. Say this with me, obedient pursuit in the small leads to blessings. I don't ever want you to forget that, because you and I can tend to think that the simple things are no big deal. Everything is a big deal to God. Everything is a big deal to God. The second point is, obedient pursuit benefits others. Because of Peter's obedience, others were blessed. How? The great fish they caught. All of the people that worked with Peter on his boat were blessed. There was a second boat involved. They were blessed because the nets were breaking. The people that were on the shore that were watching this after Jesus had taught were blessed in seeing a miracle performed right in front of them. 
There was blessing after blessing after blessing because of simple obedience. God often rewards others, in particular, those closest to us because of our obedience. All God is asking for you today or from you today is just simple obedience. He's not asking you to be perfect. He's not asking you to be perfect. All he wants is your simple obedience to just say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You see, it's, it's again like a family. When, when, uh, when a parent obeys the Lord, the whole family reaps the rewards. When a child obeys the parents, the family reaps the rewards. The parents reap the rewards. You speak to your son or daughter, hey, I need that room cleaned. I need that living room vacuumed. I need this taken care of. And when you do it, the whole family is blessed. Simple obedience, amen? So as you desire in your spiritual walk to pursue and seek the Lord, it will bless others in your life. And I think that sometimes we think that it's such a, it's only going to affect me if I, if I say yes to this. No, it's going to affect others in your circle. It's going to affect others outside of your circle. Uh, yesterday, my wife and I were eating at, uh, at a restaurant, uh, Black Bear, actually went to breakfast, Black Bear, and on our way to a home and garden show. And so we were sitting there eating, and we got our food pretty quickly. And I noticed there was a gentleman to my left. He was sitting by himself. And uh, he was talking in Spanish to the waiter, and so I kind of overheard, and, uh, and he sat there. He ordered way before we did, and we got our food. We're almost done with our food, and his food still hadn't arrived. And I could just see him starting to slump in his chair, kind of starting to, you know, get a little ticked, just like anybody would. You're sitting there in a restaurant, probably half an hour, 25 minutes, hadn't gotten his food at Black Bear Restaurant. And so... Um, I looked over and I said, and I told him in Spanish, looks like they forgot about you. And <laughs> he said, possibly. And so um, I felt bad for him. But in that time while we were there, Anna and I were eating, and I just felt the Lord tell me, I want you to take care of his tab. I want you to pay for his meal. And it was a, it was a way of just God challenging me to do that, yes or no. And I could have said, nah, Lord, he's... You know, he just got a bad waiter. He, he could go to, to dinner another time or breakfast another time. Uh, but we went up to the counter, and I paid for it. I don't tell him. I didn't want to tell him. I just said, uh, waiter, I want to pay for his meal. Uh, don't let him know. And I just want to be a blessing to him. Because he was having a bad day already. It was early in the morning. And I wanted to be a blessing to him. So we did that. And I just obeyed what the, I felt the Lord was telling me to do. Now, I don't know what happened to that man, but it was just simple obedience that hopefully led to a better day for him. Amen? That's what the Lord is challenging us to do. So, as you desire, again, and to pursue and seek the Lord, it blesses others in your life. How? When you have an encounter with God, you were changed. How many have been changed since they first met the Lord? been transformed, are a new creation, amen? You've been transformed, you think differently. And if you don't, the Holy Spirit brings conviction to your heart, amen? That's through His Word, through His presence. And one of the beautiful things about knowing God and when you seek Him is you learn to forgive others quicker and you love others more deeply. I've found that to be true as a believer in Christ. 
Because the old Rick would have said, nah, they better get over it. Uh, no, I love them enough. Or you know what I mean? All of us have struggled with that and, and have gone down that path. But again, obedient pursuit benefits others. Say that with me. Obedient pursuit benefits others. And my third and final point is this. Obedient pursuit never disappoints. When you obey Christ, it will never disappoint or be a disappointment for you and definitely towards the Lord. You see, Peter assumed that when Jesus got on his boat, it would be a huge waste of time. He said, yeah, I'll let you get on, but I think this is going to be a complete waste of time. I was here for 12 hours fishing all night, didn't catch a single minnow, and you want to catch fish? Yeah, go ahead, knock yourself out. How many have ever been there where somebody has said, let me try that, let me, let me work on that, and you let them. Go ahead, knock yourself out, and then they do it. Yeah, that's a whole nother story. But simple obedience brought about a miracle that changed Peter's life forever. That's what I'm trying to convey here. A simple act of obedience. And like Peter, we, we must recognize that as we pursue and seek God, that obeying Him is always the very best thing we can do. Obeying Him. He can take whatever your situation is, your brokenness, your loneliness, your unforgiveness, your hardness of heart today, and he can change that into a blessing by a simple act of obedience. That's all it takes. And today as I get ready to close, maybe you're here and you're just sick and tired as Peter must have been. Peter was sick and tired of just being sick and tired. But at the same time, I believe that he wanted something. He was looking for something. I don't believe he followed Jesus just, just by that one incident. There was something in his heart and in his spirit desiring change, desiring something different. Because how many know when you keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, that's insanity. And Peter realized that. And he wanted something different in his life. And Jesus changed his life forever with one simple act of obedience. One simple act of obedience will never disappoint you. When you choose to pursue and obey the Lord, He will bless you. This is because obedience, everybody say this with me, obedience always leads to blessing. It's a fact. Obedience always leads to blessing. We have a saying in our household, Raquel knows this because I, I say this all the time. She started this saying, but when she's with the Father, meaning, meaning me, she gets blessed, right? When you're with the Father, you get the Father's blessings, is what she says. Like when we go out to dinner, she doesn't have to pay. When, if we go to the movies, she doesn't have to pay because Dad pays for it usually. So when you're with the Father, you get the Father's blessings. When you're following the Lord in obedience, there's always blessings that follow. Amen. So choose to pursue and obey the Lord, and he will bless you today. The truth is, as we follow God in obedience every day of our life, he will reward you not only with blessings, but with peace, with comfort. How many are thankful for peace today, for comfort today? Some of you are going through tough times right now emotionally, spiritually. But I want to remind you today, God is a God of comfort he meets you in your need. 
He's a God of peace. He gives you peace that passes all understanding. I know that. And each of you have probably felt that at different times in your life. But it's all we got to do is just ask, Lord, I need your peace today. I need your comfort today. And he will bless you with that. But you got to ask him, amen? If you've been doing the same thing over and over, as I said earlier, maybe it's time to do things differently. Maybe it's time to start seeking him. Maybe it's time to get into your prayer room. Last week, we played a small video of War Room, that movie where they have the prayer closet and the woman gets down on her knees and writes down all these petitions before the Lord. Maybe it's time for you and I to get back to our, our prayer room like never before and seek God. Amen? So what I'm challenging you to do this week is maybe set a goal for yourself and ask the Lord as you become more obedient, as you say yes to the Lord, that you watch in amazement as blessings, maybe relational blessings, relationships will become blessed right before your eyes, a miracle that you never expected. Ask the Lord as you set a goal. Many of you have desires of your heart that the Lord wants to bless. You know, and I, and I mentioned last week, Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these other things will be given unto you, will be added unto you. A lot of us like to want and desire these things but we're not willing to seek him first and his righteousness. We have to seek him first and his righteousness. There's no shortcuts. God doesn't give you shortcuts. He wants to work on your character. He wants to make sure that you learn that lesson. Why? So that you can pass that on to others so that others can see how it's affected you because those small blessings of obedience affect others in your circle. Amen? Psalm chapter 37 and verse 4, and it's on your outline. It says this in the NIV. It says, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Sounds so simple. It's a simple act of obedience, though. Take delight in the Lord. That means delighting in his word, delighting in that time. Don't, don't wake up and say, oh, man, I got to go pray right now. It's such a you know, time-consuming thing. I got to read the Word. No. Change that. Flip that. Say, I get to spend some time one-on-one -on -one with the God of heaven, the God that created Adam and Eve, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one that created me. I get to spend some time with Him. That's a huge difference than, oh, man, I didn't read the Word of God today and I'm beating myself up. Don't beat yourself up. The devil does enough of that already. The world does enough of that. Just do the best you can, amen? God, again, is not expecting you to be perfect. He just wants you to be obedient. Listen to and do what you know to do. And why? Because obedient pursuit never disappoints. Obedient pursuit never disappoints. Would you stand with me today as we close? How many receive this today? Want to continue to grow in obedience to him? Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you, Lord, today. We thank you for life. We thank you for the opportunity to gather together as believers, to hear your word, 
But Lord, this week, right now, today, if there's something that is challenging, that you're challenging individuals here or listening to my voice, that we'll hear this later. Father, I pray, God, that they would simply just say yes to you. Holy Spirit, that they would say yes to you. That they wouldn't worry about what the cost is, but Lord, just say yes to you. And that, God, that you would show up in their life and that you would just do wondrous works in their life and show them who you are, that you're a loving Father, a loving God that cares for your children. So, Father, I pray for those individuals today. Help them to say yes to you. Help them to lead lives worthy of being called a believer of Christ. We ask you that today in Jesus' name. And, Lord, today, as we close, I just want to say a final prayer. Lord, there's some of us here today that may be just wanting a correct relationship with you, a righteous relationship with you. And I just feel to say this prayer corporately, if everybody will say this prayer, mean this with your heart. I believe that God will meet you here. I believe that God will set you free today. So let's pray this together. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now. I want to seek you. I want to pursue you like never before. I ask you to forgive me, Lord, right now of all my wrongdoings, my sins. I know you went to the cross for me. You died for me. You rose again on the third day that I might have eternal life with you and my loved ones. I thank you for your great sacrifice. And I receive you today in Jesus' name. Amen. With your heads still bowed, if that was you today, maybe it's just renewing your commitment to the Lord. I want to remind you today God loves you. You're his son, you're his daughter, and he loves you. He's never forgotten about you. He cares for you. You are a child of the King. And he wants to remind you of that today. Welcome back into his family because he loves you and he cares for you. And I pray right now, if that was you today, that the next steps that you take would be steps of obedience towards him and not away from him. That you would seek him while he can be found. So Lord, I pray for these individuals today that God, that you would guide them that your word would continue to be a lamp unto their feet, a light unto their path, that they would dig in and seek you like never before, that they would seek direction from you every day of their life, that they would seek your face, Lord, when making decisions, that, Lord, that they would seek forgiveness for those that they need forgiveness from, that they would seek to do right where that is what they need to do. And I pray as you guide them, Lord, to make those decisions, that Holy Spirit, you would lead them, give them the words to say, 
and the Spirit to lead them. And we thank you, Father, for today. We thank you for your great love in Jesus' name. And as always, we close with our last prayer. If I could just have you just lift your hands over this blessing that you're about to receive. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Have a wonderful Sunday. You're dismissed. God bless you. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.